man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men and judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is Sports Unchained. This is Sportico! Hey guys, Sporticus is all over social media. You can find us on Rockfin. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Anchor, Twitter, and Patreon. All under Sporticus or Sporticus Live. Come holla at us. So you just started talking. Are you shoveling snow? Uh, not today. I'm not. It's uh, they're, they're pretty prepared for it where I'm at. So it's not. It's not like it is where where I live where things get shut down because nobody's prepared and nobody wants to do it out here it's a much more uh self-industrious type place they all do it themselves if the state doesn't do it first and then the state comes in and kind of finishes it off <laughs> to all those people living in Texas sorry for what you're going through uh also get over it man <laughs> you know like uh this is this is what I had to go through uh like every winter in Chicago and people are like, Oh, people in the Midwest, just, just apologize. You know, just, uh, don't say bad things to us. And it's like, no, fuck you. It is just a couple of inches and we don't have access to every single thing you think we do. Like you're going to get your goofy ass out there at 2 AM. You're going to, you're going to shovel your own snow. And if you don't, you're not going to work tomorrow. How about that? Because the, the city snowplow isn't going to come help your ass to much later in the day. Much later. So to all those people thinking we got it easy just because we're on the Midwest, even though I live in California now. Fuck you. We don't. You'd know that if you if you uh, stop looking for sympathy instead of all that other shit. Anyway, I don't know if y'all can hear that sizzle, but I got some steak on the grill. You know, come on. Uh, well, if, if, if Otis is listening somewhere, he'll be thrilled. So that's the good yeah. news. That's the good news. The the newly heel turned Otis in the Alpha Academy. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. Speaking yeah, of it, it, it was it was very subtle, but at the same time very obvious. Is it, it I think it achieved what it wanted to achieve. Is everybody was looking going, Wow, this is actually happening and then afterwards they were kinda like, Okay, I guess they're heels now. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> I think that's kinda 
That was kind of it. So yeah, I'm down for it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. Speaking of yeah, but sure. speaking of big man, um, speaking of big man, and he'll <laughs> turn <laughs> and he'll turn. We go to the expert of it himself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you just tell me how you feel about the new AEW news. Well, I mean, they went and got Big Show or Paul White or whatever you want to call him these days. Yeah. And it's he's going to get a YouTube show called Elevation. Um, I get it. Pithy, seven foot tall guy. Elevation. Cool. And uh, I mean, y- you've read more into it than I have at this point, which is the sports like presentation of the show and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's fine. And I saw somebody post up a quote where. You know, Big Show said it's amazing to see how far AEW has come in just a couple of years. And Tony Khan said, you know, Big Show wanted to come here because he believes it's the best promotion in pro wrestling. Now, you can agree with that or disagree with that however you want. It's not my place to say what you think the best promotion in wrestling is. I personally don't think AEW is the best. I actually, you know, if you gave me a list of what to watch and I had a choice, I would watch WWE first. Then I would probably watch New Japan then I would probably watch Impact, and then I would be sitting there wondering, do I want to see how Dynamite went, or do I want to watch a bunch of pure wrestling on Ring of Honor with factions that actually care about what they stand for, instead of the Dark Order, which has morphed into a bunch of guys wearing purple with all the lights on, making claw signs as they stand in a line, Man, as opposed to... An... Everybody sucking in <laughs> big. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I don't care. Why, why do I need to give a fuck about him? People are like, he's funny. Says who? Says who? What the fuck about what he does is funny. He, he's well, annoying. He... Fuck. Whatever. <laughs> well, well, here, here's here's my thing about the Big Show jumping. Uh, I don't personally have anything against him for doing it because he saw a big pot of money and a chance to sort of rebrand himself and do something different than just be the big guy that throws people around in the ring. But what I find interesting is he never was just the big guy who threw people around in the ring. I mean, maybe earlier in his career when he actually weighed 500 pounds, because that's all he could do. But later on, when he dropped weight, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget. There was a good two week period during one of his short comebacks where, I mean, he was doing spears and he was taking bumps, taking himself off of his feet just to show he could do it again. And it was pretty cool to see because, I mean, it's rare you see guys that are 6'6", 280 do that. Show yeah. is seven two four four twenty, you know, or I think he's like three eighty now or something. Anyway, he's a gigantic human being, and to do those kind of spots is pretty cool. So I I think this might end up being a sting kind of thing, where oh we're gonna bring him in to help things out. He's not gonna wrestle. Don't worry, he's done in the ring. We're done with this. And then three weeks from now, he's gonna get booked in a match against somebody. I mean, all I've seen on Twitter is gifts of him versus Shaq. Because that, that might very well be happening. Or my personal favorite, here's my favorite. Somebody posted side-by-side images of, of that, that shot from the Go Big Show commercial with Cody Rhodes, like, reacting like, holy shit. And then the logo of the Go Big Show, and everybody was like, wait a minute. Now, I think that was meant to be satirical and funny. Like, holy crap, Cody Rhodes is on the Go Big Show, and AEW just signed Big Show. But I guarantee you 20% of the people who looked at that were like, wow, never thought of it. And and I I feel like that's the problem here is Tony Khan says, oh, he believes AEW is the best promotion. Yeah. If I were trying to get hired by you, I might say you're the best, too. That's the first thing. Secondly. It's me and Sean have beaten this particular horse to death so much, but we can't help but keep doing it because it's the truth. It's it's this. 
that 350,000 group of just that 350,000 fans that no matter what think AEW is the greatest thing ever. And that's what drives this is you always have that Twitter army that supports everything you do because they believe Vince McMahon personally offended them. And until that goes away, I don't know. I mean, when Sting came back, they were like, oh, what an opportunity for Sting. When Sting came back to WWE, everybody was like, yeah, okay. I didn't really like how they did it. And he lost at Mania and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, but he he cut the deal. He made it happen. I thought it was somewhat enjoyable. I was at the show when Sting destroyed Seth Rollins' statue in Baltimore. And he didn't even have to be in the actual arena. And it was some of the biggest pops of the night. And he didn't step in a ring or anything. So I think what this is, is another showing from AEW that, because you texted me this, they're just, they're just backing up the truck for ex-WWE guys. And if they're going to keep doing it, that's fine. But (laughs) the reason is to stick it to WWE. Here's the thing. If, 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 if they move the needle a little bit, that's fine. You can get an initial pop. Let's say you get over a million. Cool. It's not gonna make, it's not gonna stay. Even their partnership with Impact in New Japan or a tentative partnership with, with, uh, uh, New Japan or whatever they're gonna do with them. That hasn't popped over a million. Like it's not enough. It's not mm-hmm. enough. You'll get some mm-hmm. people that hurt, but it's more so people, and I've seen it. It's other people pressuring them, this hardcore cult following. Hey man, you gotta watch AEW, man. Big show's back, man. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's like, okay, okay, leave me the fuck alone. I'll turn it on. You know? And then these people watch <laughs> you know, it's just brainwashing, dude. Like, I mean, it's literally if you you know, if anybody knows anything about a cult and how they work and how they specifically talk to you and target you, it's exactly the same thing. And you know what? Fuck Tony Khan and Cody if they feel certain different about it. You don't like that? Market your shit different. Let me ask you a couple questions and let me see how you ask answer them. Okay? Because I remember how they answered questions at double or nothing. And I was like, oh, okay. The fix is in. Like you just kind of blowing smoke <laughs> in my ass until I go along with what you say. Just keep following you. As long as you don't like promise me things and I'll follow you you'll bait and switch me with this sports like presentation sports like presentation man and then all of a sudden um people are winning dark matches or ma- matches on dark and getting title shots and i'm like but i didn't see that oh well, if you watched all our content but i don't want to you know one of the reasons why i don't watch it because it's silly and it's just for them uh dark whatever dark is what dark is it's it's not a real production. It's just a way for people to kind of get in the ring and practice. I get that. I'll leave them alone for the time being. But what you're not going to do is tell me that I need to watch being the elite because <laughs> I, I definitely want to get to this because this is the shit Big Show signed up for. Okay? This is exactly what he fucking signed up for. Masturbating in the bathroom. And that's why he's late to, for the sake. That that is a kayfabe, straight up storytelling thing within the story that they did on being the elite. For why uh and uh Anderson and Gallows relate to the same, the good brothers. And it's like, hey man, really? Like we, I thought we would I thought we weren't gonna be childish in this promotion, right? I thought that's not mm. what we were gonna do. 
stupid, silly, dumbass humor, and you talking about jerking off in a fucking bathroom. Really? I, okay. I hear I hear your Randy Orton coming out, Sean. Stupid, stupid, stupid. stupid. <laughs> it's it just and these ex WWE guys, they think they're gonna oh man, AEW's they're brainwashed. It's fucking stupid. They think, yeah. oh man, this is the best thing smoking right now. No, I get it. You're trying to I, I'm I'm okay with this. Hey, I'm trying to jump on it because like it might be the next best thing. I want to hear some mites and some maybes in there. Not it's automatically great. Because I don't know where the fuck they're getting that from, because it's most certainly is not automatically great, you know? Um but Hey, to each his own. I mean, you know, Thea Trinidad or Zelina, formerly Zelina Vega, is probably going to show up on there tonight. You know, I had a theory she would regardless. But like um, this clown, she's a fucking clown. You know, I hope Alistair Black isn't going to go there either because he's going to end up like Rusev. Um, it's just so <laughs> much shit. There's so many layers to this stinky onion. You know, Big Show's going to do the job to somebody. Look at Wartlow. You know, but anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, no, you know, no. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where they all go over and they promise them, you know, a different creative direction and everything and to let them have say and all that. And you know what? If you want to let your talent have say in their own creative direction, that's fine. The problem is you're going to have what you have now, which is an entire roster full of a bunch of people trying to be themselves with a little extra and they then they're here to prove that they have more drive than the other guy. That's it. That's their entire roster. It's a bunch of guys saying I'm better than the other one. Now you could come back at me and say, isn't that what WWE is in some degree? Yeah. Depending on the feud, when it was Orton versus McIntyre, it was two guys trying to prove that they were better. One of them happened to be maniacally crazy. And the other one happened to be a proud Scotsman. But is that always the case? No. Do you really think the fiend could give a shit about drive? No. He is a crazed clown that is a separate personality of a nuts TV kid show host. That has nothing to do with personal ambition or drive. It's just nuts. And you want to see what happens. And that's, I just, I can't, it's, it's one of those things like, cause you mentioned dark. Yeah. I, cause I, I, I normally watch it to some degree because I always find it amazing. It's two hours. It's 16 matches. They have little tiny bits of storyline thrown in sometimes. And I'm just thinking, but, you know, for example, like it's like we're, we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Dark airs on Tuesday night. When I clicked on it, it had about 193,000 views after a shade under 24 hours, maybe or less, actually. I'm sorry, but WWE's top tens of the night before, they break a million in about eight hours. And yeah. I, because it's effective. Hey, do you want to watch SmackDown without watching SmackDown? But you know you're not really going to get the full picture? Sure. It's like you and I, as like football fans, we love highlights, but sometimes the six plays that led to the touchdown are just as cool to see it unfold. And that's what exactly. WWE does. Hey, if you just want to see all touchdowns, that's fine. You can watch them, but you are missing out if you don't watch the TV show. Well, AEW tries to make it that you don't miss anything. But like you said, they have so much other content. They have being the elite. They have all these little YouTube things. They're doing this women's tournament right now where the next part of it is going to be done on a show on Bleacher Report on Sunday night instead of on one of their products. 
and I, I now I think it is their show, but it just happens to be on BR Live or whatever, and that's fine. But you know, it and it gives people another reason to go watch something else on a different day. But and I'm stealing this from somebody else who I saw on Twitter. But more shows is not the answer. You you have two options: either put out a million products and none of them are good, but there are so many of them you have to acknowledge them, or put out one product and keep fixing it till you get it right. And they're doing the the former, which I do not think is the formula. It, it, and it, it's it's also how they're doing the formula. Like you think Big Show's gonna be that catalyst? When he's on commentary, for one, here's the thing. Yeah. He dare not step in the ring with somebody on dark. He does that, it's over. Because he's going to see how bad they truly are, that they aren't trained, they can't work, any of that. You know, mm-hmm. They just want his personality. He's got a great personality. That's great for them. But then you're gonna, who, who else are you going to put on there, on this new show or whatever? Thea Trinidad? You know what I'm saying? Like, or are you going to mm-hmm. have her on the main 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 roster, I guess. Now, like, what what is it you're gonna do with these ex WWE people? You know, what are you really doing with them? Jericho, I'll give you this. Jericho was a big name. He's the goat. They gave him the title. Then they gave him a stable. He got that title without the without the inner circle. So what has the inner circle done? They get former talent from from other places like Impact. LAX hasn't done a fucking thing. And I'm not yeah. even t- calling them Santana and Ortiz anymore. Fuck you. I'm going to call you <laughs> LAX because that was the last time you were relevant. I was, you know, uh, you and I were at, were at the show, the Chicago show. Um, it's dance time for my kids if you hear any tambourines or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> it was, we were at the show where LAX came out and attacked, attacked the, uh, Lutra brothers after they won the triple uh, A tag titles from, mm-hmm. um, the Young Bucks. And that was all great. And I was like, this promotion is off to a pretty good start if they keep this stuff going. And what did they do? Nothing with LAX. They saddled mm-hmm. them with this terrible... I mean, do we like the Inner Circle? Kinda. Because Jericho was part of it. Whatever. Like, they got their... You know, they, 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 they got their moment in the sun uh, when the show first started, when they were feuding with Cody and stuff. But they haven't done a fucking thing since. Big Show, not going to do anything either. He's going to go the way of Jake Hager. Maybe two title shots. Maybe. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I no, I, I agree. And then Thea Trinidad. Like, good. You get to do your OnlyFans. You don't get naked on there. Who gives a fuck? Like, I mean, <laughs> when kids hear OnlyFans, they go, oh, naked people. Pornography. If that's not what you're going to do, then you're wasting my fucking time anyway. Okay, and all the 13 year olds, you're wasting our fucking time. So you want your stupid fucking OnlyFans so you can do cosplay. You could have cosplayed the entire time with the same cup with with WWE. Guess who else does it? Xavier Woods and New Day and Ronda Rousey and anybody else who wants to fucking do it. It's just that Xavier Woods is the host of a show on another network while he's working for WWE. He, exactly. he has the G4 logo on his tights, which means the WWE is probably getting a piece of it or there is some sort of deal in place. And that's fine. But that to me shows that Xavier knows the game and Thea slash Zelina doesn't. Yeah, that's what that she's shows a dummy. Me. He's just a fucking dummy. And then she hid behind 
I support unions. And everybody was like, yeah, you go, sister. And it's like, if you fucking show up for any other wrestling company, you're a liar. You're a hypocrite. You know why? <laughs> because they don't have unions. You're not in support of unions because you work for a place that doesn't have a union. You liar. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I mean, it's my personal and very abrupt opinion that unions are the worst thing that could ever happen to professional wrestling, uh, hands down. If, if you have unions in professional wrestling, you will basically kill the sport. And that's because the reason why unions exist is so the players or the talent or whatever can protect themselves from the rest of the industry. And then what that means is you have to sign a collective bargaining agreement with the company that you work for. If there was a CBA between wrestling talent and wrestling companies, you couldn't book to make it exciting because you would have to make sure everybody gets a win once in a while or they'll just sue you because you didn't follow the CBA. So that's why yeah. it cannot happen. And that's why all of the big time wrestlers have not said that they support unions. The only wrestlers I've ever seen that say they support unions are ones who ain't that good or who don't know how to make money with their talent. That's it. It's one or the other. So, and uh, just real quick to piggyback on something else you mentioned about if Big Show ever got in the ring and you'll see how bad they are and all that stuff. There's a cat who went over to AEW who used to work in NXT, Cesar Bononi, this giant Brazilian guy. He's on Dark. He follows yeah. around Peter Avalon yes. and all that. I remember the first match he had on Dark or the first singles match he had on Dark. No, it was a glorified squash. It only went a couple of minutes or whatever. But in the squash match, there were moments you could see Bononi got visibly upset with who he was wrestling against because they didn't know how to set up to get like hit correctly and i'm watching this i'm like caesar's on a completely different level it it probably has nothing to do with the fact that he was trained by wwe that has nothing to do with it at all <laughs> and i'm just sarcastically saying that like there's no way that that's the reason why but it really is night and day when you see somebody who got trained by at the performance center or in some facet of wwe heck even somebody who came from evolve as well it's a different level and then they go wrestle these aew cats and it's just not, they're just not on that. Le it was like when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash started promoing in WCW. And when you would see them go back and forth with WCW guys, and it was just no contest. Hall and Nash would just completely smoke them because they were so much better. And that's what you're starting to see. And now that's why I don't really begrudge AEW for signing a lot of ex-WWE talent because of how good they are. But at the same time, they're not really pushing them to that extent either. Now I might be lying because pretty much, well, not, not pretty much all of their WWE, all of their champions have some affiliation with WWE. They're, they're world champions, Jericho Moxley, and now Omega. I don't care what anybody says. Kenny Omega used to be employed by WWE. I know he never made a big yeah. debut. I know, but he did used to, he was effectively trained by them. And then he learned a different trade in Japan and that's fine. But I, they know where the talent is. It's not really that hard to believe. And now I think I saw a tweet that Davy Boy Smith Jr. signed with WWE again. Because remember, this is his second go-round with them. And if that's true, then I'm curious to see what that's going to be. Because he has a family legacy, a lot of characters he can build on. He's a big, strong guy who learned all over the world. So I, I'm curious about that. But I don't know, man. This is just with this new show that they have Big Show doing on commentary and all this. And I mean, good for him. 
because he's been hinting for a while that he really doesn't want to be in the ring anymore. I remember when he did Stone Cold's podcast, and that was years ago. And he said that he wanted to retire two years from then. And it was a lot longer than two years. And he still <laughs> didn't hang the boots up yet. But he yeah. said he just wants to help get the young guys over and stuff like that. And that's fine. But he also understands that the business has changed. He knows that having a young upstart get a win over a seven-foot guy doesn't necessarily translate to a big step up in today's industry anymore because of the, the lack of quote-unquote regular fans. Now, that also got changed because Monday Night Raw did a 1.98 last week, which is a lot better than they've been doing. And why? Because they shook up the storyline with characters they already had, and they wrote it differently. That's why WWE wins. Because AEW can't do anything different unless they bring in another person. They can't rewrite what they have because of overexposure. Because of what you mentioned is being the elite. Everybody's on being the elite. You see them 24-7. So how can anything shock you? Exactly. And and, and that's why the Hangman Page storyline is dead in the water. Because it's like if I'm watching both of them, if I'm watching Dynamite and being the elite, I'm kind of like, okay, well, like, you're kind of moving slow because if it's all one moving picture, one big picture, then you need to start to show me on dynamite. You know, um, you need to start filling the story out there a lot more. Like, just let he's going to be the new exalted one or whatever. Maybe not the exalted one, but he's going to lead them. They may not say it or maybe they will, but he's going to lead them and they're going to be a baby face faction. Instead of the Dark Order, they're going to be something else. I'm actually in favor of that. Makes sense, because if they ever want to turn heel again, which they probably will, maybe a year or two down the line, you have these guys be the uh, Dark Order again. You know, with yeah. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson assuming control again. I've actually always liked the Dark Order and always wanted them to be this big. But they're a fucking comedy act. I didn't want them yeah. to be a comedy act. I wanted them to be pretty much uh, when Negan came to The Walking Dead, or when um, or I just want uh, or 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 a bunch of like the Wyatt family, you know, like when Braun mm-hmm. Strowman joined. I wanted them to be a powerful faction that had members that could take you out, or what Retribution should have been. <sighs> Man, we get into retribution. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I just don't believe in them anymore. I just don't. But like uh, you know, uh, at least at least the Dark Order has a story going for them, and we know where it's going, and it makes sense. That's about the only fucking thing that makes sense on um uh in AEW and their booking. Because I don't know what FTR is doing, still in uh, kidnapping Marco Stunt. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's okay. So well, s- since you brought that up, I wanted to bring that up. They kidnapped Marco Stunt on Dynamite. Everybody yeah. lost their minds. Jurassic Express stood there in the ring and didn't know what to do. They didn't run in the back and try to find him or whatever. At least to my knowledge, they didn't. They just stood there. Oh, God. I would do- they have Marco. And then the next episode of Dark, Marco's in a singles match against somebody. Perfectly fine. There was no other video of him getting found. There was Nothing. Nothing. Now, if you want to have a kidnapping be that short, you do it like NXT did it, ironically, about the, at about the same time, where uh, Dexter Loomis kidnapped Austin Theory from The Way, and then the next week, Johnny Gargano found him in the back of a van taped up in his underwear, and he brought him out like that, okay? Now, yeah, it was yeah. short. Yeah, it could have been done longer, but 
the kidnapping happened, it existed, and it was solved. It wasn't just a blip, and then he popped up fine the next time you were on YouTube. No. If you actually want to do it, then do it. For real. Like Darby Allen got dragged away in a body bag. That's a pretty cool angle. You don't see that every day. And they're like, yeah. And then Taz even said on Dark, because I've been watching it throughout the day to catch up on it. He said, and Darby Allen, if he still exists. What do you mean, if he still exists? It's your faction. You you yeah. ran the operation. So you don't know if he's captured or not? Classic <laughs> stupid villain. Leaves before, the, leaves before he's dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave them alone and assume it all went to plan. What? I, I don't, I don't, no, I don't. So Darby's just going to pop up out of nowhere, probably like Sting. That's probably what they're going to do. Sting is going to show up because everybody's like, oh, they might do the rope spot from the roof That's with Sting. So no, cool. no, they're not going to do the rope spot from the roof with Sting. They're going to do the rope spot from the roof with Darby Allen. That's, That's what they're probably going to do. I hate to spoil it for everybody, but apparently if you watch AEW, that doesn't matter because they give you a freaking program when you walk in the door that says everything they're going to do anyway. So I, I it's just – that's probably wow. what the – no, 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 I don't think they do. I'm just – I'm being extreme. No, but you see, you you believed it when I said it. Like, wow, that you know what? It kind of makes sense. <laughs> so I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to make Darby Allen sting junior. It's going to fail miserably. And I can't, and, and I, I, I plan to watch revolution because I just have to see how this is going to go. But speaking of revolution, let's talk about a match that's not at revolution. And it really bothers me. And that's Jade Cargill and Shaq versus Cody and red velvet is not at revolution. But it's, you know on what? A, it's on a dynamite. Uh -huh. We get to Why? See because we get to see them fuck it all up. <laughs> we oh. get to see them fuck spot. And you know what? Part of me is like, you're wrong. Like, oh, Sean, you're wrong for rooting against her and wanting her to fail. Not really. I Because they should be putting her out there. I mean, this is what they're going to get. It's going to be awful. All of it. We saw Snoop Dogg do that splash. Now, their <laughs> fans do a really good job of just covering up what they do wrong. But they're not going to be able to cover this shit up. It's going to yeah. look like a dark match. It's going to look like a match on dark with, because Jade Cargill isn't good and neither is, is Red Velvet. She's almost worse. I have never seen Jade Cargill wrestle. But I, I'm yeah, to bet that Red Velvet is worse. Almost worse. She's not good. Like She's, a little, she's slightly better than Brandy. When I say slightly, like, uh, she doesn't appear to mess up as much, but she's not very good. Like, I've seen her wrestle and she's not good. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't, I don't get why. I know why they chose her. She looks like Brandy, but like, couldn't they have chosen somebody better? Like, couldn't they? Here's the thing. You could have chosen, um, Allie. Allie's yeah. got a little bit of height on her. Allie's a better wrestler. Like, you could have chosen Allie. You could have chosen. Why would you choose somebody that looks like your wife? First of all, that's just kind of fucking weird, you know. <laughs> uh, but two, why not pick someone who's just straight up better? I don't think anybody would be mad mad at you. And where the fuck is Chris Statlander at? I know she got hurt, but damn, you y'all y'all <laughs> fucked up that bad, dude. Like I'm expecting the Viking Raiders to come back and make the tag team division pretty good, okay? Because I know uh, one of them, Ivar, I think he's been out for a, a while. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's been hurt, and and Roe is uh, busy being dead. So yeah. Well, 
I, I'm th- right, right. He's got that going on. So that yeah. that kind of worked out for them. But you know, they return to SmackDown. Now you got a top tag team with the titles. They can get them from Root and, and, and uh, Ziggler that they've worked with before. So that'd be great. I kind of like that what they got going. And then you got Otis, who's another big dude. So you got you got some good stuff there. Otis and, and Chad Gable going up against those two guys. Because I'm thinking Otis and Chad Gable get the tag titles. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I, I, I also want to see the full and total culmination of Ray and Dominic into the tag team division. Like, Dominic still has a ways to go. Ray's a legend. But it seems like they very much want to wrestle with each other. And the tag team division won't hurt from having them in it. And they don't ever have to win the titles. Or if they, they do, it only has to be a... I, I mean, they probably should for a little bit. But it doesn't have to be that long. But just put another team in the division, man. Just for the sake of it. So, because SmackDown can sort of be where tag team wrestling lives on uh, on WWE more or less, because Raw is effectively the New Day and the Hurt Business, and that's really it. They're trying to make it with Retribution. Here, if you want, we can go to Retribution, because you said you got to get to Retribution. Retribution, <laughs> I agree. It, now, here's the thing. The reason why I am not willing to totally jump off the boat is because after it happened, both Bubba Ray and Mark Henry tweeted to let the story play out i will say that now i don't think they're irrefutable war, you know voices of truth in the in the industry i don't think anybody is but th- they were the ones who sort of made you know told everybody the deal when the fiend dropped the title to goldberg and everything and it was like look man this is part of the work like just let it let it be it'll come it'll happen and that's and that's kind of what it is so i don't know what's going to happen with them now as far as what's going on right now. Now, what I think you might have been referring to, correct me if I'm wrong, is how they just ruined Retribution slowly. Because it started as, and let's be honest with what it was. When they started it, it was wrestling Antifa. Okay? Yep. That's yeah. what it was. It, it was a, a showing of the times. And it was just a bunch of people who never wrestled at all in black hoodies burning shit down that's all it was but it was shocking you never knew what it was going to happen with it and then what happened they signed contracts and then they got gear and now they have merch and it's kind of like you know yeah and i get it but they don't address that enough and here's the thing pull back the curtain don't be the gimmick like tell them the gimmick was to get in the door so that you could actually be who you were you know, maybe that's what they're going to do. The only that's reaction, true. No, that's a good call. I agree with you. That would be a smart says, play. Yeah. Take the mask off and say, hi, I'm Donovan Dijak. That's who mm-hmm. I am. Boom, boom. No more games. No more T-bar. It's Dijak. You know, Dijakovic. He just needs to say Dijak. Please don't go after this stupid fucking name. Dijak, goddammit. That's who we all know him as. That's what the fuck I call him. Never calling him anything else. Don't ever fucking tell me to call him anything else. Stop it. Anyway, you know, you go there with it, and then you just have them explain who they, you know, have them take the mask off for one. They can come out, and they could, they could still be badass, but they could be themselves. Retribution is over. The movement, the whole getting their foot in the door is over. Now you play the game. That's what they should have given it got there. But they're still fucking around with this anarchy shit. Like, we know you're not outsiders anymore. We know your name, what you look like. And then you got mm-hmm. me and him being as sexy as possible, but not subtle about it. It's like, hey, so you're just going to have our show at Midriff, 
and we see her her different colored eyes and shit, and we're supposed to be paying attention to uh, these seven footers. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> It is it is very routine behavior that whenever Retribution as a unit makes an appearance and Mia Yim is out there, Sean and I are usually texting back and forth like, well, there's Mia Yim just being way too hot for Retribution. <laughs> like, it's, like and, and we don't mean that as a negative. It's just like it doesn't work. Like it, like we know who you are. It doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. But what they're doing, you cannot be sexy. You're not Catwoman. You can't be sexy in this. Don't get me wrong. I think those are attractive young men. I, I give them that. Okay. Mustafa Ali's not an ugly dude, but he's also not like showing his midriff and stuff. Like he, he's he's actually covered from like head to toe. Only his arms is showing. That's pretty important because. You know, uh, he should try to ugly himself up a little bit more. It makes sense. Like, you see those ugly-ass masks they got on? That's a mm-hmm. reason for that. So when she shows her midriff, it's kind of like, ah, you ruined it. You know, and there's an aesthetic. It doesn't go with aesthetic. That's what we mean by, you know, being overly sexy and stuff. Like, you you cannot look a certain way because you ruined the aesthetic. Yeah, for, yeah, for, for the gimmick. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Musta- but- he even changed, like, he scowls and stuff like that. He tries to make his appearance looked more like, hey, you know, I'm here to do business. But man, did they ruin them. I mean, how is the Dark Order an actually more over than you and a better uh, <laughs> faction than you? How do you do that? Because Dark Order is the few, one of the few things that cult, which was actually the cult, they refused. Man, I got some theories about that, probably because it was too close to home. <laughs> Join the Dark Order. They were like, oh, I hate this shit. Uh, you know, it's like while they meanwhile they're buying fifty dollar pay per views from an upstart just to watch <laughs> Jericho keep his belt. <laughs> well, well, that well, that's what's funny. When AEW like really first got started, you know, when I went to Full Gear in Baltimore, and I've told you stories of when I went to like the after party they had at the club in Baltimore, and I got to see like the cult at play like just the uniform of AEW fanatic of, you know, the high school Letterman style jacket with the AEW on the back and the AEW hats and everything. Like it was amazing to see that actually take place. And they were always willing to talk about it 24 seven. But regardless of that, as far as, as retribution goes, I, I didn't think of it till you mentioned it, but you're right. That'll be a good call. Have them take off the masks and say who they actually are. Cause that reminds me of two times that WWE did something similar. The more recent one was Santos Escobar in NXT. If you remember, he showed up as, uh, El Fantasma, as, as El Fantasma or something. And he, and he wrestled like a luchador. He did a lot of flashy lucha spots and he worked babyface. And then they put him and then they put Mendoza and Joaquin Wild with him or DJZ, whatever you want to call him. And they were and it turns out that was it. And then he took the mask off and he had a different name, a different attitude. And then he wrestled like a heel. He beat you down with a lot of submissions, but he had lucha moments to keep that alive. And then the other time they did it, which was a while ago, and it wasn't quite as smooth a transition. And it was and it was a lot more subtle was John Morrison. If you remember, he was Johnny Nitro, and then he won his first world title, and he said, my name is John Morrison, and he wrestled like a heel, but he kept Starship Pain as a finisher because of the parkour thing, but he didn't just do parkour wrestling like he does now, and you, we've seen him do it before. I agree. It will be a good – have him take all the masks off and go, no, I am not freaking T-Bar. I'm Dominic Dijak. That's who I yeah, am. You know, I, I'm I just, not Mace 
I'm, you know, who, I, I, I'm Dio Madden. That's who I am. I'm not, what? I'm, I'm not Slapjack. I'm Shane Thorne. Like do the, you know, that's what I would say. <laughs> what do you think they go with that, with retribution? Like, do you think, I, I, I think, I think I, they have, I think they have all of them turn on Ali and sort of start their own faction ish kind of deal where it's a little bit more of a mishmash type thing. But then what I do is I don't lose the retribution gimmick. I lose the name, but I don't lose the gimmick as far as trying to break down the system, but I attach it to to Mustafa Ali by himself. And then it becomes a one man army versus the system. And that actually works. And then what you do is you start putting him over at a ridiculous rate. Like he's actually succeeding. And then you have his first big singles feud with somebody who you're not terribly keen on, but I think it would work for him is Kofi Kingston because Kofi took his opportunity. And then, and then after the Kingston feud, waiting on that, they have to do that. And I think that's how he actually gets the title. I think Kofi's going to be right there for a title spot. And then he knocks Kofi out of that shit. Like he takes him out, out. And then he takes his spot and he gets the title like that. I don't know how it really worked, but I do need that feud because they've been telling it. They've been telling stories for a very long time on Raw and, uh-huh. and SmackDown. And that's one of them. Another one is, uh, and I didn't even, I didn't even remember this. MVP said, and he retweeted what he said. He said, I told Drew McIntyre that I'll have a hand in him losing the title when it comes to happen. Yes. For all you motherfuckers that are saying <laughs> WWE don't tell long-term stories, you're lying because yep. they've been doing this for a very long time. Even the Kofi thing before it happened, before all of that, they already set up the pieces in place. So mm-hmm. cut the bullshit. No, I, I agree 100 percent. Well, well, here's here's how it, I, I see your storyline with him using Kofi as a platform to get a title shot. I think he uses Kofi as a platform to get to the main event picture. And then who he has a feud with to get to a title shot is the one who hurt him to let Kofi take the spot, which is Orton, because it seems like nowadays Orton has no problem letting young guys go over. I think he's just there for a, he, he's there for he's there for a paycheck. But he plays it to such a to such a point. And then if you want, if you want, if you want, when he's facing Orton for his opportunity and it looks like he's just getting torn to shreds because it's fucking Randy Orton. <laughs> that is an uphill climb for a Mustafa Ali, regardless of how good he gets. If you want, then you have just a little peek in of an old feud and you have one of the fiend effects hit. And Orton just yeah. loses his shit, like, oh no, not this shit again. And that's I'll what you, lets Ali get it. And then he has his title shot. Now, if you want to have him win the title, that's a whole other conversation. I think it depends on who's holding it at the time, but you don't. Because, for example, like you mentioned with the Hurt Business, let's jump into that one as well. The Hurt Business, you're right, long-term storytelling. So yeah, everyone's full of shit. I agree. But when it comes to this, I, I wouldn't mind Bobby Lashley versus The Miz. I think they have a decent enough match. The one that's going around Twitter is Drew versus Bobby versus Brock. Now, I wouldn't ma- matter do that one either. Here's the thing. I don't want The Miz to lose the title. I want The Miz to go to Mania with it and finally tell the full, almost decade-long story of Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Finally. Just finally let it completely culminate. 
I think he can do that next year. Roman's a guy you can take that, you can steal the title from, and he'd be so mad that he just kind of wrecked shot in the undercard. Once he loses that title, he's going to destroy that mid card. And I love it. Yeah. He's going to fuck no, I, everybody. I no, no, everybody. I, think that's, I think that's their long-term plan with him is when he loses it, he just gets so mad that somebody unseated the head of the table that he yeah. wrecks everything. And then he eventually works his way back to another shot because yep. what he did to Daniel Bryan after the chamber, that was an absolutely million dollar piece of business. That was absolutely yeah. wonderful, and everyone loved it. I've never seen a unanimous reaction like that. <laughs> you know, everyone was like, "Dude, this is just brilliant." And what's funny about it is, a lot of people really like Daniel Bryan. There was no "I feel sorry for DB." <laughs> it yeah, was just it like, was just, "Nope, this is the Roman yeah. we want." <laughs> it was great storytelling because they've been doing great storytelling on both shows for a long time right now. Raw is just too long, so it's got so much dead air in it. You know, um, like even they rushed. It was crazy because they rushed the last hour and I watched them do it. You know, um, Ricochet losing clean was stupid. Um, there's just no reason for him to be losing clean. He needs wins, especially for being fed to AJ Styles because now his credibility is much lower. I think he beat Ali. That was the last thing he had. But Ali doesn't mm -hmm. have any credibility now. Now, maybe AJ Styles gets money in the bank. That's a good place to put him. Um, but I mm -hmm. think. Going back to Ali, I think he gets money in the bank. That would be Remember, great. Remember, the agree. original spot he was supposed to really have was winning money in the bank when Brock came in. Yep. That was that was what happened to him. So if he gets that money in the bank, that's literally, that's retribution right there. And then he gets Kofi Kingston and knocks him out. You know, that's, uh, maybe maybe he just knocks Kofi Kingston out of that and pins Kofi Kingston for the, United, uh, for the WWE Championship. You got Kofi and Miz. If, if Miz keeps that title, you can put that title on Ali with, with a Kofi and, and uh, Miz type thing. That's that's the perfect time when you have mid carters that you that can elevate people and that they can be elevated. Um, then you can elevate the rest of the mid card with them. Like uh, that's why Roman's gonna have to go back down to the mid card once he loses because he's finally gonna elevate that mid card like John Cena did with the U.S. title. We see mm -hmm. it a little bit now with Big E and Cesaro and stuff like that. So, and that's because AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy had that title. You know, yeah. I know Sami Zayn had it recently, but like th that wasn't the point. The point was that it had gotten elevated once they changed it. You know, Shinsuke had it for a mm -hmm. while, and Shinsuke's won everything but a heavyweight title. So, um, I, I I think they got big plans for Ali, but this Retribution faction is going to need a complete overhaul, which I'm sure. If they got the, if they got stuff right, everything else right to this point, that they're gonna get retribution right. It's just that damn they, man, they so bad. <laughs> this is supposed to be a this is supposed to be a fuck big show show, and then retribution <laughs> somehow found themselves in in the crosshairs. Well, here, you know, here let me let me make one more point here. Let me let me do some serious fantasy booking with this Ali stuff here. And this is completely impossible. I just went through my head and I have to say it because I would love to see it happen. Let's say Ali wins money in the bank. After he wins money in the bank, that's when you bring back Lesnar. Because Lesnar is because Lesnar effectively wants to take it from him again. And they have a little war of words. They don't actually get in the ring until, you know, some random raw or whatever. Because and they make a match where Ali puts his briefcase on the line against Lesnar because Ali thinks he can handle him. And Lesnar is proceeding to absolutely destroy him and beat the crap out of him. Well, 
right before Lesnar puts the final nail in the coffin, who comes back from injury to save Ali? One of the guys that Lesnar eliminated from the rumble that took away his opportunity at the title. And that's Keith Lee. And then you set up Lee versus Brock. Ali keeps his briefcase and he does everything you said on that storyline with Miz, Kofi, that whole deal. And then you have Lee and Lesnar as a classic big hoss fight where Lesnar can make Lee look like a billion dollars. Now, I like that. I think I think Retribution definitely needs to swap out Dio Madden or something. Somebody needs to be the jobber. I mean, well, they all jobbers, but like somebody needs to just straight <laughs> up be a jobber, take all the pins. I think that's Somehow they just got to get better. And I think that's how they get better. If you add a Keith Lee, because Mia Yim's in there, I think, but I think you add Keith Lee by beating the shit out of him. Like he needs to have just <laughs> Keith Lee's going to make them relevant. He's going to go through them, beat them all. So they got more losses coming, but finally they're going to kick his ass. And he's like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not having this no more. I'm going to join my girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. or he, I'm thinking he's going to break her out of retribution, but like, they, they need more. Where's Ali's great promos? They're pre-taping them. Come on, man. Give me some great yeah. live promos. More segments where you're trying to recruit people. Give me some NXT talent that we don't even know. Newly signed talent from NXT. Have them in the building and say, hey, man, you know, I know you're a guest. I know you're on NXT, but why don't you come here? Why don't you come join us? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do something like that. I, speak, speaking of NXT, congratulations on NXT Evolve because that's the new that's now the new um, farm system. You know, that's where. Yes, because actual- NXT isn't a farm system anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. They're a, they're a little brand now. And that was the problem with NXT. They needed that. And I, I had been saying this for years. I said, oh, they're going to acquire Evolve or ROH or even Impact. But I knew they were going to get someone. And then Evolve popped up with the anniversary show on the network. I was like, oh, they already bought them. Yeah. But, but I knew Evolve or someone lower had to be. Someone lower to NXT had to be the new farm system. Now NXT can actually trade someone to Raw for Randy Orton. But speaking of Randy Orton, I don't think he's going anywhere because he's going to become the new Fiend. Imagine Randy Orton playing the Fiend character, but his way. I don't think he ever imagined that. And somebody said, fuck it, why don't you do it? You know, and Bray Wyatt's going to come back as Bray Wyatt, as himself, as a babyface. To, to to exercise Randy Orton's theme demon. That's going to be fucking amazing. I'm pretty sure that's happening. I mean, well, that's, well, that's some long-term storytelling. That's years in the making. Oh, no, I, I, was at the, I, I was at the mania that technically kicked it off at 33. You're right. This has been, yeah, this is this has been a lot. It's been a long time coming, so. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that happen either, where Randy becomes the fiend and Bray has to, has to take him out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that either because it's two guys who are very good at what they do, doing their best. That's why there are a lot of moments on raw that make me smile that other people hate. For example, let's just go back to last Monday. What were, what was a match they ran last Monday? They ran Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Now the yeah. average reaction to that is come on, really again, that, you can't that, give that, that time to somebody reaction. else. But yeah. Then you watch it, and I'm like, this is really good because it's two 20-year veterans going for 11 minutes. That's why yeah. they keep putting this on. 
Like, I'm not saying they don't trust the young guys, but they need a plan for the young guys. And I know they don't have a plan for Andrade and a plan for Alistair Black or Ricochet. They do have a plan for Mustafa Ali. Everybody needs to stop acting like they don't. I think you hit the nail on the head. There's something coming. We're just not patient enough these days. But they have something in in the cards for him. But when it comes to the rest of them, yeah, I mean, Alistair Black, they they ruined this dark character he had in NXT. I think he's done. If he's smart, he should walk and go somewhere else. But if he's smart, he should go to Impact or he should get on a plane and move to Japan or something like that. Because if he goes to AEW, you're right. He's going to be Miro Part 2, and it's going to be mm-hmm. a disaster. And, and, and you know what? People are going to say, Oh, well, you know, he, he was under, like, Miro was underutilized on WWE. Okay, I'll, I'm willing to go with that, right? What the yes. fuck is he doing now? He's not even on television. <laughs> He's not even on television. There's no push to crush, you know? They, mm-hmm. Oh, Vince McMahon, you know, he achieved too much, and Vince McMahon held him down again. What the fuck is he achieving over there that they had to hold him down? Well, I, I think part of the reason why they're afraid to give him a push, and I might be splitting hairs here, but some of the best wrestling and story work he ever did was in NXT with Velveteen Dream. And I don't think they want to attach anything to Velveteen Dream anymore because of what happened with him. And I completely understand that. So I think that's part of the reason why there really aren't highlights of him with anybody. I mean, his debut when he faced Andrade was pretty solid. But other than that, I mean, he had that rivalry with Ciampa when he was the champ that w- that wasn't bad. But there really wasn't any. I mean, he w- his NXT title run was effectively John Moxley with tattoos. Like it, it yeah. just wasn't really there wasn't much to it. Like you see why they put it on him, but there wasn't much to it. He's not one of those one of those type guys. Now, is he as versatile as a Tommaso Ciampa? No, because Tommaso Ciampa can have an amazing epic old school rivalry with Timothy Thatcher and then team up with him out of sheer respect. And it looks like a million dollars either way. That's not what Aleister Black's capable of, in my personal opinion. I think he's a very good wrestler. I remember watching him in, in all the European promotions as Tommy End. Always liked him. It's just... He his, needs to find big, somewhere, but I agree with you. I don't think there's anywhere he can land in WWE that would actually make sense for him at this point. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard. I to mean, say. I mean, th- th- there's always places on Raw you could fit people. But what if what if he wants to take over Retribution? And well, I'll leave. The, I, yeah, you know. That or what? What if? What if he's? What would be really great is this. He doesn't do anything. But talk in the ear of Ali and get and, 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 and he's he's the guiding force for Ali. Imagine if you took the Fiend character and Bray Wyatt and you had them talk on screen together, but they were both level headed and he was taking advice from the Fiend. Because that's what he's doing. It's just that it's happening in his head, not on, you know, it's happening in his head and he's saying, let me in. He's having conversations with him. Like he would even hold his hand up to his head, to his ear, and listen to what the thing was saying. So mm-hmm. that's essentially what he'll be doing. He'll be Ali's conscious or whatever and say, this is what you should do. This is what mm-hmm. you should do. And then when Ali finally gets to a place, he just uh, uh, give his ass black mass and that's it. You know? And it's like, yeah. well, this is my stuff. I've, been, I've been, been taking this from you from the beginning. So that's a great way to play that. You can have Alistair Black have wins when somebody challenges him. 
but he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Also, mm-hmm. bring everybody. I mean, every single person you got in Evolve, great or small, and job them out all day, every day on Raw. Because Garza <laughs> needs wins. Ricochet needs wins. AJ Styles needs less. You know, he doesn't need so many mm-hmm. wins. We're like, give these guys with Jeff Hardy. Let all the top guys hold some wins. And when you see somebody in Evolve that's got a look, that's got something, you give them the win. Now you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy beat a Jeff Hardy. No, he yeah. went over. Now, like somebody might gain some momentum. You, you never know what you might get. You might get a diamond in the rust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, yeah. You know, well, uh, it's it, it either it either depends on that, or you have their first match be against a very big talent, and you have them have a great showing. The thing is, you have to follow that up with what you just said, which is them beating up a bunch of jobbers for a while. They're doing that in yeah. NXT UK right now with a guy named Ben Carter. Because he his yeah. first match was he challenged Jordan Devlin for the 205 for, for the Cruiserweight Championship. And they had an amazing match and he almost beat him. But but Devlin got the better of him. And then the next week they had him fight some random guy and look like a million dollars against him. And that's what it is. That's it, it's a very sports connotation. It's you watch the team that lost the Super Bowl. And then the next year they go 13 and three. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> these guys are the real deal even though they lost the big one so i think yeah. you're right i like think that's a good way to go about it but uh yeah no the nxt evolve is, is interesting see I, I i figured something like that would come along now i also have hopes for yet another version of nxt that's going to be another sort of up-and-comer but it's basically going to be like evolve is is triple a baseball i want single a baseball to exist as well now, this is a pipe dream of mine because I watched that superstar spectacle thing they put on with all the cats from yeah. India. I very much enjoyed it. I, I thought a lot of them would be. I, 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 yeah, I thought a lot of them were cool and a lot of them have a lot of potential. So I'm hoping for some version of NXT India. I have to be honest, because first of all, you're going to have an incredible influx of talent on a daily basis. There's a there's one and a half billion people in that country. Everyone's yeah, gonna did, line so up for a shot. They did twenty million uh, on viewers, and that was that was kind of nothing when you look at how many people are in India. Their mm-hmm. population is just like, oh, you only did that. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, I, 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 I I think the the YouTube numbers are the bigger one because I think like India is the biggest like YouTube consumer of WWE, and I think that's what they went off of it. So, and they booked it right. They put gender back with the the Singh brothers. And had them yeah. face three big names, you know. It, it was cool how they went about it. They had Charlotte team up with that, uh, you know, that that Indian superstar. Her name escapes me. So she sounded looked great. Like I just saw pictures. I was like, damn, okay. Like you know, uh, they they <laughs> sometimes they really need to they need to um, I, I get how they view Charlotte, but they need to view her like that a little bit more. Like if she's gonna be this this uh sexy person you got, like kind of just make her that, you know, like. Um, they don't do that enough. They don't. I mean, I think they kind of do. She exudes it. But like Carmella, she should be doing a Carmella um, offshoot of Carmella's character. That's exactly what she should be doing. Like, am I wrong in saying that? And thinking well, that? I, 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 I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with what you said as far as she exudes it. But the main idea of it is is her wrestling ability and how great she is and with a exactly. sprinkle of her last name. And I think that's the right way to go about it. I don't think they need to make it overt. So, but it's, uh, yeah, no, I think you hit the, I, I think they're kind of in a good spot with it now. 
Yeah. So. I mean, I, here's the thing. I do it because I can, and I think it'd sell a little bit more stuff. I mean, is that right? Eh, I don't give a fuck. But, like, my point is, <laughs> you just have to make money. I mean, you got a non-wrestler holding the title right now. They made that title specifically for shit like that. Like, oh, this guy's hot. Let him get a, uh, <laughs> let him hold the title down. Okay, why not? Who cares? I don't care. But well, no, you know, no, no, I, I don't. I actually think the way that they've booked, if you're, if this is Bad Bunny you're referring to, I think yeah, the way yeah. that they've booked Bad Bunny has actually been fantastic for three reasons. One, he's played it brilliantly. Two, you didn't it's, like it it's in short bursts and it's not long term. Yeah. And three, it's making Damian Priest look incredible that's yeah, my, that's it, my favorite part of it it's making priest look like the greatest bodyguard ever this is this is the this is the modern version uh this is this is step one and there were a lot of steps but this is step one of modern hbk and diesel yes that's what this is and, and, and it's that, working that beautifully really right cool. now bad bunny but one, like I told you, uh, you, you didn't like it week one. You didn't like it week one. That's okay. No, I, I, I didn't care for it, but that's because I didn't really know who the guy was. I've looked into who he is now. I understand he's got a big following. If it's going to bring eyes, it's going to bring eyes. But now I'm with it because he's playing it brilliantly. He's not and, overselling it. He knows exactly yeah. how to act. Not guy. He's cool. One, he's cool yeah. as fuck. And he's not a little guy. And he's not stupid. So if you try something on him, he's like, well, okay. Hey, as long as Damian Priest has got my back, it's all good. You know, and, and he can actually do spots. He can actually do them. He knows how to distract people. He knows how to do this. He knows how to do that. It's all pretty good. See, see, I wouldn't be surprised if, because obviously everything's going on in Florida these days. I mean, I know he flew up to New York to do SNL and he performed on SNL with the 24 seven title. I, I don't watch SNL, but reading about it as a wrestling fan was like, that's pretty cool how he, cause it wasn't just like, you know, his performance ended and he opened his button up shirt and he had it on. He made it a prominent fact feature of his performance. And that was pretty cool that he did that. And then he comes back and uh, imagine how many, how it, it wasn't that big of a number based on the ratings, but imagine there had to be a decent amount of people who were like, so that means that guy's going to be on wrestling, right? Well, I got to see what they do with him. Like, I, I'm curious yeah. how this works. And then you put him next to this gigantic guy named Damian Priest, and you go, "Oh, he's just backing him up. Oh, this is pretty cool." And it's got you know these these two giant Puerto Rican guys, and I think it's great. The other thing, and this is because I know you love little details like this, so do I. When when Bunny won the 24/7 title, because remember Tazawa took it from our truth, and then Priest just hucked Tazawa into a bunch of anvil cases, and he fell down. What I love it about it is really good. Like I say, he Priest. can do spots. Yeah. I know, but Priest, <laughs> two things. First of all, Priest could give a fuck about that championship. It was so funny. Like, no, dude, you take it. <laughs> I don't want that thing. That's all you. And then Buddy did it. And what I loved is he hooked that leg so expertly. He was like, I really hope I'm doing this right. <laughs> he hooked it so perfectly. Like, I want to make sure he doesn't get up as if there was any chance he would. But it was yeah. it was it was funny. It was very well done. And now it's just a cool part of things. He hucked Gulak out of the ring last week. And I think they're going to slowly feed him in because um, I I'm going to sort of steal some of Shane's thunder here because he normally drops things like this before I do. But I want to get to one first for the first time in all the shows we've done. If you don't think Bunny is doing some kind of training at the performance center in his off time, you're lying to yourself. 
I'm sorry. I refuse to believe he's just sitting waiting for them to tell him what to do. I think he's doing something because they're going to put him in the ring for a very limited basis. He's going to have one match and he's not going to do much, but I think it's coming. Everybody on Twitter thinks it's going to be Priest and Bunny versus Miz and Morrison at Mania. I don't think that's coming. Uh, I think they have bigger plans for Miz because the outpouring of support that Miz got when he won. I mean, Twitter loved it. So I think that <laughs> I think they have bigger plans for it. But I don't know. And it looks like Bobby Lashley is going to get the big push. You and I have no issue with that. We've been waiting for Lashley to get that since he came back. <laughs> so, you the know, kind of shit Drew McIntyre. But like, I don't know, is the problem was they built Drew up to a lot of people don't understand when Miz won. It was perfect timing. Because of the way he lost too, Drew McIntyre could not beat a single other person after that yes. match. No, they they, they put it to perfect. a point where yeah, you're right. <laughs> and they almost built him. But here's the thing: after that, there's no one else to face him, and it's impossible to beat him one on one. It is now. Mm-hmm. People, it now that he won't have the title for a while, and people have seen him wrestle, and he's run through people on the roster. People can step their game up because that's what happens in wrestling. Like, okay, this guy was this guy was good, this guy was uh, bad, and then you know people who ascend at different levels at different times, and that's fine. Uh, but if you didn't beat Drew, then nobody was gonna beat him. And then then it's the Oscar's street thing. When did you have him beat, and how? It would have never went over right. Nobody would have ever liked it. Hell, they didn't even like that he lost here. But like, I think it was fine. I don't know why people yeah. are really no, tripping about it. No, no, I, I think it was. Perfect. I think it was fun. So it was a necessary shakeup. And with how the fans are nowadays, you just can't have your main champion be that champion for that long. Now, yeah. what I also like about what WWE is doing with that is they're taking advantage of that because they realize that people see the WWE Championship as the primary championship. Now, I got to be honest. I flip flop sometimes. Because the universal title, even though it's not supposed to be number one and it's made of blue leather and all that kind of stuff, I flip flop because that one's on the bigger network, which is why I flip flops. Now, yeah, granted, and I, I, I understand I, I, I the one the with same, the company name the is same. it. I get it. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah, I, I understand the one with the company name is a big one. But what they've realized is the WWE championship is the big one. That's the one that needs the shakeup. You can keep the Intercontinental title on somebody for eight months, and as long as it looks validated, people could care less. You could keep the U.S. title on somebody for a year, and as long as it gets the occasional spotlight, people could care less. You could keep the Universal title on somebody for a year, and it's, it's the same thing as the U.S. title. Tag team championships, people would like to see more of it, but they know Vince isn't a fan. Women's championships are sort of in the same realm as tag team, although the world titles for the women do have a lot more standing since Becky Lynch made her run. Not too long ago. So I see that. But all of the other titles you can keep on somebody for basically as long as you want, as long as you can revalidate it every couple weeks. The big one needs a shakeup or the fans will not like it. And this was the right time. And they did it perfectly in the middle of the road to WrestleMania. (laughs) Miss looks great with a title, no matter what title it is. Yeah, he does. I kind of wish like he, you could bust him down to the United States champion after this and he'll still look great. Because oh, God. He's, that, he's that would be the best thing to ever happen to that thing. That would be the best yeah. thing to ever happen to that thing. Put it on him and just let him run the mid card for two years. Oh, 100%. Let him and, let him and Matt Riddle trade. 
it'll give Miz a lot of credibility, a lot, man. And uh, Matt Riddle's got a, he still got a long way to go because he was a little slow in that match with Morrison because Morrison's just, I know it's Morrison, but like, think about how we, we put Riddle on a pedestal. It's like, oh, he's so great. But then you put him in there with Morrison, it's like, holy shit, he's got so well, much to learn. Well, 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 that that match was very interesting because it was three very different styles. It was it was based on real life MMA versus parkour versus absolute sheer strength, and it was a very it was three very interesting ingredients to throw into a pot, and it worked really well in my opinion. And what I love is how there was no downtime for Bobby Lashley. He lost the title and he hit up the champ the, the same night, and it was great. I'm so glad they did it immediately because if they waited a week, everyone would have went. So Lashley's just gone now, but they didn't. Yep. They were like, Nope, we got to keep him in there. I-, I mentioned it on my, sh- I don't know if you heard my show or listen to my last show, but I mentioned it on my show. One of the big I, things I about Lashley as to why is because he has a three and a half million dollar contract. Vince is going to use him. <laughs> he's not going to let that guy sit there if he's paying him that much money. So something's going to happen with him. And it looks like it is. And that's cool. Good for him. Because he's always been that talent in the ring. He's been a, uh, he's held a world title air quotes before, but never the big one. And now he's got a mouthpiece who is probably one of the best going, if not the best going today MVP. in professional wrestling. Yo, MVP has been phenomenal since he came back. I, I love the role he's in of the mouthpiece of the Hurt Business, and then he wrestles once every eight weeks. I think it's fantastic. And he, he's only in the ring for about a minute and a half, but that's all he really needs to do anyway. So. Sorry, my, I'm muting myself, I was saying. No, uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually... It's crazy because I got I got two conferences going on and they just had technical uh, difficulties. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna mute. You. I should just leave all together, but I'm I just muted it so I can t- listen to the audio at the very end of it. But no, um, MVP has been the MVP of Raw, no doubt. Agreed. He, him coming back at the Royal Rumble was beautiful. He did a little thing. He came out. He everything made sense. He said, you know what? I'm retiring from in ring because I got all I got these three young black dudes doing it for me, an older gentleman, but whatever. My my point is like he was like, look, I got people who can take stuff, take care of me in ways that I don't need to do anymore. Bobby Lashley is a world champion in the making, and you know MVP, MVP is MVP. That's the guy. What you see is what you get. This is what M- this is what Vince McMahon's getting. He's like, look at Bobby Lashley, look at these suits, look at the hurt business. And people don't understand this about what's going on in the business. They say, it's about time. Shut the fuck up, okay? It t- no, for real. It took these black men to come together and say, hey, man, let's do this for real. Let's put together something strong. Let's not do this like Ahmed Johnson was doing it. And no disrespect to him, but like that shit didn't work. Let's not be just big muscle. You know, let's not look like slaves and shit. Let's look like we got, yeah, Ahmed Johnson looked like a slave, just him in specific. But like, let's not be these big mandingos out here. Let's actually go out here and be, let's, let's show them everything we got. Let's be funny. Let's be entertaining. Let's dress nice. Let's have our own style. Let's be great on the mic. Let's be great in the ring. And they have been. All yeah. of them. You know no, how much it's... I didn't like Cedric Alexander. And now look at his personality shining once he turned heel. Beautiful for him. Give it, well, put whatever title you want on him now. 
Well, what, what, what I love about what they did with Cedric is they had those couple weeks where he would win and he would kind of celebrate by himself, but then he would inevitably come back. And now it looks like that's done. And everybody's going, well, well were they going to go somewhere with that? No, that's where they wanted to go. They wanted to give him that opportunity to be like, now I'm just as much a part of it. And now he's back in with the crew again. And it's no, and it's no issue. They just know he's a confident guy. The other thing is, and I'm going to be this guy to bring up the classic, the classic faction, the building blocks of a classic faction are how you build a faction Four people, right? Traditionally four people here, are your building blocks, yeah. main eventer, mouthpiece, muscle, high flyer. Now that might not have flown in the seventies or really weren't high flyers in the seventies, but the closest thing to maybe an, an over athletic guy who runs the ropes a lot, something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah, yeah. That's that's the equivalent. That, that's 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 your that's your formula, and that's the hurt business. Bobby Lashley's your main eventer, MVP's your mouthpiece, Shelton Benjamin's your muscle, and Cedric is your high flyer, and that's what they have. That's why that's why retribution doesn't work because you have two, two you have two two muscle one yeah. two muscle the leader the mouthpiece and the high flyer are the same guy. There's a female with them, which is not. There's a female with them, which is not an issue. That that happened. That's fine. And she does yeah, well she's enough. Not a valet, though. But she's uh, not really that, a valet. Though. That, so that that's does true. kind of fuck that. You know. And then you have she, Shane Thorne, who is just the other guy. What? And I think no, it's okay. just kind of you know. I don't. Yeah, he, what's funny about Thorne is he he sells the gimmick better than any of them. Like yeah. they all come out like like if if you look at it like T Bar comes on he's like all right I'm supposed to wear the mask and be intimidating okay now Dio sells it pretty good he he kind of looks like he's foaming at the mouth and stuff he sells it pretty good Ali's doing everything he can for it M- Mia's with him so she does her best but Shane Ford like he literally looks like he wears that mask for fun <laughs> like he's like he he wants it's not because they asked him to it's because he wanted to. <laughs> They need to turn them loose. Retribution needs to just start whooping people's ass in the back, man. And let the Hurt Business kind of get overrun a little bit. Let the Hurt Business get overrun a little bit if Bobby Lashley wins the title. Um, take the tag titles off of the Hurt Business with Retribution. I know Vince McMahon uses the tag titles as transitional stuff, but it actually works perfectly. And I'll tell you why. If you want to focus on one thing, then put the titles on somebody super safe like the Hurt Business because they can have great matches with people, do what they need to do, and the tag titles are safe and they get a long run and deserve a run. Usually they yeah. don't put them on people who are undeserved. Um, so that's the good thing about the tag titles uh, that they could move. So so that would have been a good, you know, put them put the Hurt put the tag titles. Take them off the hurt business and put them on retribution. Either put them on the two tall guys, the twin towers, or put them on the two small guys. You could do either one, and I'm fine with that. But you need to put some gold on them. The tag titles would be great because they'd be like, "Look, we're gonna hold up the whole division." And I think mm-hmm. they could just, you know, whoever beats those two guys are gonna look great. I thought they were gonna get them the tag titles immediately, but nope. And 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 when you take the tag titles off of the hurt business. Get Shelton Benjamin in the fucking back and just let him be a producer from now on. He stood around in that match. That turn- it was a tornado tag, so I give him that. But he stood around that tornado tag like he didn't know what the fuck was going on next. And I was like, <laughs> what is he fucking doing, man? I was just like, are you just going to stand there? He was standing there for so long. And I was like, bro, 
you don't need to be wrestling anymore. Ricochet should have that spot because him mm. and Cedric Alexander were uh they him and Cedric Alexander were uh a tag team before that. Kick Shelton Benjamin out and let him go mentor Chief Lee or some shit. But get him the fuck out of the hurt business, man. He's he's even shit on the mic. Like his delivery is off. And I'm like, God damn it, Shelton, have you not been like what have you been doing when am I like am I wrong though? Did you not see how bad no, Shelton no, no. Benjamin he- he 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 has not been terribly impressive. I will I will say that he's he has not been terribly impressive in what I've seen. He's he, lost he, his step. He he seems like it's there. The, the the only thing that I could see him potentially doing that's left if they ever want to go this route, if the other guy would ever sign off on this, because that's what's important, is you have the two old roommates from University of Minnesota run through the tag team division. Charlie Haas? No, him and Lesnar. Lesnar oh, was oh, his oh. roommate when they wrestled yeah. in college. Now that would be fun for about a month, <laughs> but that would be it. So no, I I agree with you about about Benjamin. And if you want to put Ricochet in there, you can put Ricochet in there. Some people have said Keith Lee in the Hurt Business would be interesting. I think it would be interesting, but I don't too, really think he needs it. But, but 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 I feel like when it comes to the spot that they're in right now, if they drop the tag team gold, you could then open the door to them chasing individual titles and i think that would be an interesting way to go about it but the other thing about it just the tag team situation on raw period because i was thinking about this as you were mentioning you know take it off of them put on retribution the retribution option is a is a it's an interesting one and you would have to make it work it's not safe you're right but you could make it work the hurt business right. is a safe option and the other safe option is the new day who are on raw that's my issue right now the two safe options for tag team titles right now are the new day and the hurt business. Now you could technically say that about the street profits as well, because they, they kind of proved it. But to me, why are your two safest? I'll use that. Not just safe, but safest. Your two safest options on the same show. (laughs) Why, like, why are like, if new day was still on SmackDown, then you could at least bide your time. You could go, cool, put the tag titles on the Hurt Business and then put put the other ones on the New Day. And once we figure it out, we'll figure it out. Because those well, can't mess up. Is, <laughs> have the New Day continue to win if the titles are off of them? That's my problem. Like, sure, you're right. I was like, why didn't they just keep the titles on them? I'm yeah. glad the Hurt Business has them and the Hurt Business continues to win. It's a little bit closer than what I would like. They should just kind of be, you know, winning them a little bit easier. But why in the fuck take the titles off of the safe guys and then still have them win as if they had titles? Like AJ Styles. No. If he's if he gets money in the bank, you ruined it. You just ruined it. You just <laughs> gave Ricochet a bunch of fucking losses and stuff, and then he's going to break his neck over an AEW because he's going to oh, it's time for me to leave. They let me do what I want here. He's going to have the worst promo ever, and then he's going to break his fucking neck like the first match, and then we're, he's going to be like Chris Statlander. We're never going to see him again. Mm. Ever. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think people away with that booking. The booking's not insanely difficult. Just don't give people wins that don't need them. Daniel Bryan doesn't need a single win. He won the fucking elimination chamber, right? But he didn't have to do a whole lot. He just needed to eliminate one person. And then he took a loss to Roman because he could. Because he can take a lot of losses. Because it's Daniel yeah. Bryan. Because at any point, he can heat up and be good. And he's good. What the fuck is, uh, uh, I almost said Eddie Murphy, uh, Buddy Murphy. I know he's on SmackDown <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah. No, I, I agree. He's, uh, I, what, what, what I just don't want to happen 
is another version of the social outcasts where they're just like, hey, these are the four guys everybody wants to see and we don't have anything for them. So let's just put them together in a stupid faction and see if something happens. And I, now it would be different because Alistair Black and Ricochet and Andrade and Mustafa and Murphy would be very different than Adam Rose, Heath Slater, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. It would be very different, but I, I don't think it would work. And I don't think that's what they're planning to do. So I don't know. I mean, I got to be honest. When Seth did his little promo, because they had like the lights dimmed and everything for him. Why they didn't yeah. just have Murphy mid sentence knee his head off? I don't know. Right. That's I, I just that. just he have him there. clock him. Like, dude, you lied to me for so long, and now you're coming back spewing the same shit. I'm not gonna take this. And I think that's I don't know why that now would people have seen it coming? Maybe, maybe not. But it just would have been like, hey, Murphy's going to come back in against Rollins. And the thing is, Rollins is the type of guy that could come back and lose his opening feud. And then that would he be that. He really could lose a lot because he's so good at everything. He could just gain it all back in a fucking weekend. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's a guy that should have and could have. Maybe not should have, but he could have he could have uh, beat out. Adam Cole for best year when Adam Cole was going from brand to brand whooping ass, you know, as champion. No, I I agree. I think he's, he's at that level. He's at this level when, when they had to, to unify the titles and they couldn't, and the, and whoever the champion, I forget who the champion was at the time, but they got hurt or whatever. And then they had to have the big ladder match to determine who the new champion was. And then John Cena won the ladder match even though they did no promotion of him winning it, but they knew if he won it, nobody would be upset. Seth is a, has gotten to that point. He could lose every match he has for six months in a row and then win the title in a vacant title match and no one would be shocked <laughs> or upset. They'd be like, all right, well, they put it on Seth again. Okay, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, you know what? Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking with Seth Rollins, they just put him, they just, Shinsuke and, and uh, Cesaro, he elevates those two guys and elevates Big E. He's enhancement talent at this point, but, you know, glorified enhancement talent, which is perfect. I like that. Uh, and the reason I like it is because it's, it's what Daniel Bryan's doing. You, and you need this. You got guys who've been on top for so long, for years, half a damn decade. These guys can afford to put other people over, and that's what they're doing now. So later on, when they say, I need to get back to where I was, you got Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan both meeting in the middle saying, oh, I took all of 2021 off. I was losing all of 2021. You know, now I'm back on top beating these guys I I put over, you know, or now maybe I could beat this guy. And if they lose to that guy, it puts them over even more because that's a guy that they continually lost to. I agree. I think that's a great way for them to go about it. I agree. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that um, when Roman finally loses it, they definitely gonna put it on somebody we never expected, or maybe not never, but somebody who deserves it. But like, it's not gonna be Jinder Mahal. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be the greatest thing that ever happens. Is gonna be him losing. It. But for all the right reasons, but because he's going to elevate that mid card, but Buddy Murphy, you know, that's a guy that mm-hmm. might be on the rise. 
time he loses the title, he gets to run through Buddy Murphy again. He gets to, uh, but it's still going to elevate Murphy. He gets to fight Cesaro head up. That's going to be an excellent feud. Excellent mm-hmm. feud. And because and Roman can take punches. He loves that shit. So uh, that's going to be an excellent feud when they do that. So I'm thinking, um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, when that finally happens, they have the right person in place. Who do you think they'll have in place when Roman drops the title? Uh, give, give, give me like a few guys you think might hold it. Well, I mean, I, I like your idea, Buddy Murphy. I think that's not a bad call. I think he's the right guy who could who could make it happen. Uh, you know, I mean, all you're going to hear from people is that that'll never happen because of Vince's opposed bias to people who have accents winning championships. And I don't think that's really the case anymore. And then, of course, uh, I, I think there might be somebody from NXT who might come up and make that happen, potentially, who doesn't necessarily want to stay on NXT. I potentially Damian Priest, but that's a little bit of a long shot. I don't know quite be there because he's really young. So I don't know if he'll be there. They might do it with Big E. They might take the Intercontinental title off of him and they might put him in that mix. Uh, I think I think Cesaro might be interesting. Granted, he's not quite as young as some of them, but he's never really gotten that push, so to speak. So I, I, I think that's those are probably it. And the other one is probably Keith Lee. I know he's on Raw, but there's nothing saying they can't shift it up. It seems like twice a year they have one of the shake-up type things, and they might do that, and Keith would be fun. But I, that's really it for me. So I was either Keith Lee or Buddy Murphy will be up to that point. Maybe Damian Priest, but he's definitely the long shot. But Cesaro is probably the most likely. I mean, if you have him beat Roman for the title, I mean, that's the ultimate internet validation ever. Everybody has been saying for years how Cesaro needs to be a WWE champion or some type of world champion, and it's never happened. And I think I think that would probably be the best way to do it. If he beats Roman in front of a big-time live crowd in, a, in the right city that gets the right pop, I mean, it'll be Ziggler cashing in all over again. What, what I'm thinking... Um, now, I talked about gender, and I said it won't be gender. But if you think about it, if you rehabilitate, if you rehabilitated him correctly, that's a guy who could actually come back and um, make some noise. Maybe not the type of noise you want him to make, but think about a, trans, a real transitional uh, champion. You have Jinder Mahal come back and somehow winning in like a chamber or something. Roman loses it. He's out of his fucking mind. And Jinder gets his revenge on Paul Heyman and those fucking promos he cut on him when he was supposed to face Brock. And then, you know, you know, he's just losing his mind. And then finally, like, Jinder loses his title, uh, not even getting to Roman, but Jinder loses his title. And then and Roman's mad that he fucking lost it, you know, because he wanted to take it from him because that's the guy that actually had it from him. I, I just think there's a, a pretty good storyline you could do there. It's a SmackDown storyline, though. So that's what I'm looking at. What do you think about that? No, I, I think that's a very plausible thing. I think that would be a smart way to go about it, too, is is to have him lose it to somebody else and then Roman effectively be mad that he wasn't good enough <laughs> to hold on to it. So he comes after him because the, the thing that's worked for Roman more than anything other than just how well he's played the character, of course, is that he's never changed the message of what he's going for. And all he tells people is you don't understand. And people are like, well, what there are people on Twitter asking what that actually means. Let me tell you what that means. 
What it means is what Roman says goes full stop. That's what he means when he says you don't understand. That's why when he says it to people and they look at him like, what are you talking about? No, you know full well what he's talking about. He just keeps saying it to make it seem like you're an idiot. But no, you know it yeah. means I didn't get what I want, so you don't understand how things are supposed to work this way. I mean, that's why the way they brought it in with Roman, with him legitimately trying to have a match against the guy that makes decisions that Vince sent was so brilliant. Because he was literally trying to take over the show. That's how he, he wants to – he wants management control, not just with because of his title – in reality, he wants the desk and everything. And it was the greatest way to go about it. And they made it so he didn't get it, but he beat whoever the establishment sent at him, more or less. Because that's the thing. Roman is different because you see a lot of anti-hero types. And I don't think a lot of people would label this Roman character as an anti-hero. But he uh, is. He is, is full of anti-heroes in this oh, story. Oh, oh. Oh, oh well, well, that's why it doesn't work. It's all they got. But yeah. when it comes to, to Ro Roman, is an antihero, but he's different because the last true antihero was CM Punk. Punk just wanted to take it and leave. That was it. I did it. I, 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 I chop blocked the big bad monster in the shin and got it to one knee and I laughed in its face and ran. Roman wants to become the establishment. That's the kind of anti-hero he is. He wants to become the reason. So, and that's why here, I'll add this in because it has been in my head for a while, but you know who could be the craziest shakeup to take it off a of Roman if they build him upright is hmm. Jey Uso. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That if they do the inside job angle, it would just be brilliant. I, I just and think that's... I think that's uh that's that that would make him turn face though, you know. Uh, it might yeah, take no, a while. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I agree. uh, yeah, you're right though. I mean, because you can tell that story over the next five years, man. If he, mm -hmm. you know, Roman could break some records. You know, the first guy to get the title this many times. Here's the thing: I'm okay with Roman getting the title as many times as he's need to, like like John Cena did. Because in the meantime, you could tell some really great stories. You know, yeah. uh, oh, no, 100 percent. And this time on the up and up, though, like everybody's in on it. Everybody's like, oh, shit, damn, that's what he did. Like, you know, Roman's really killing the game. You know, so when Jay Uso does that, then you can turn on face. And I don't think he'll work as a face ever because of the, the run he's having now. It's just too good. Same yeah. thing with, no, uh, I agree. with Seth Rollins. Like Seth Rollins is really, really great as a uh, heel. He's He's a good face, too. It's just that. I think his heel work just supersedes uh, his face work, but Rom sure. And and Seth is going to lose to Roman anyway. That's what they're going to. He's he's never going to beat Roman. Like he beat Roman at one time, and then he beat John Cena like back to back. That's all he's ever going to do. I guarantee you, he's never going to beat um, Roman Reigns. You know, at like in a one on one uh, match ever again. He, I mean, he had. He, uh, let me take the back. He has. He has beat him because he beat him for the title, and then Dean Ambrose. Uh, Whoever the hell that is, he uh, cashed he uh, <laughs> cashed in on him as soon as he could. So, uh, but yeah, I like Roman getting. I like that's a good idea. And I, uh, but that would turn him face with Jay Uso doing that. But I do like Roman turning face at some point. And you know, maybe here's the thing. Here's the dope part about him turning turning face. You don't 
have to put the title on him until you know it works. And when you know it does or doesn't, and you'll know, you put the title on him and then you flip him. And he's the head of the table again. And it's all beautiful. And it's like, oh, he's a piece of shit. I like this story. <laughs> you know, like he was he was never um he was actually never ever he never changed. He just faked it. And oh and yeah, that's no, a you, good you let him story. you let him have that Conor McGregor moment, you know. I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely yeah, nobody. The double champ does what the fuck he wants, you know, and it's just like, oh, oh it's the same guy. Now, Alexa yeah. Bliss did that when she won the title in the chamber, I think it was, or she well, defended it. And yeah, it was, and, and so she was now. like, you know, everybody chased her dreams. And the whole live crowd was like, what the hell is she talking about? And then she just immediately flipped and it was like, oh, there she is. And it's yeah. kind of <laughs> so, yeah, you could do something like that. But or if Roman turns face, you have it be a the most natural turn ever like what happened with the new day because new day never actually had a moment where they turned face like a booked yeah. moment of this is your face turn they just walked out the raw after SummerSlam when xavier debuted the trombone and everyone cheered for him and it was like well they're it now <laughs> like it was gotta there was no booked moment for it it just happened and it was such a good natural face turn that the same night that the dudleys came back to challenge them as nuts as everybody went people were happy that the dudleys lost to them they were like no we would rather see these guys keep rolling like I, like but <laughs> we love the nostalgia but no like these guys are it now and i think it was i think that could happen with roman where they they book him against somebody and it's so clear that he's the heel and it's so clear that the other guy is the face and the crowd just chooses not to accept it. <laughs> no, we and want he, Roman he, to he, win. Ronda, like they did with Ronda Rousey, man. Yeah, R like, Ronda and Becky. Ronda yeah. If you do that and I think you'll be fine because if if he makes it as a baby face, fine. But I, I'm I'm positive he won't. I mean, because he's too, too ingrained. This is too ingrained in him. This is Roman Reigns. This is the guy we thought he was. This and people like, oh, remember? I don't know if you remember the Miz cutting. You probably do, but the Miz cut that promo about. It was like, how many moments do you two get? Oh, you know, oh, of uh, course. When it was him and Cena, oh my goodness. Well, it was great because it showed how good he was, and then Cena had his moment because he was like, "How many moments do you two get?" And he tore, and everybody cheered the Miz for it, and then uh, and then John Cena was like, and then John Cena was like, "Would you all just be happier if I wasn't here?" And everybody cheered, yep. and he just went, "I'm a man of the people. I'll be on my way." <laughs> he was uh -huh. like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> and, and I like that because John Cena was laughing. He was just smiling through the whole thing. I hate that he smiled through it, but. <laughs> Because it's like, now you're being healed by doing that. But, you know, yeah. I like that he smiled because it showed that he was like, man, if anybody, if everybody just did this, I wouldn't even be here. Like, where is this? He smiled because he's like, where the fuck is this at? All the time. It's only yeah. from The Miz. Only from certain people. Like, it's not not certain people. It's only from The Miz. You know, it's well, only well, from well, that's, Even that's Roman why, didn't. That's why the very deep rumor mill is bringing that up for mania is because he beat, because Miz beat Cena at 27, that 10 years later, Cena comes back for revenge. Now I wouldn't mind it. I don't think it would work, but I wouldn't mind it. The thing is the only way you could book it is that Miz wins again is you have him be the one guy that like 
when it matters most, <laughs> yeah. Cena can't beat him. Yeah, no, no, no. And I think they'll, they'll, they uh, they have to do that because Cena always beats Miz. He yeah. does. You know, he didn't beat him at that WrestleMania, but Cena wins everything else. John Cena needs he needs to be defined by who he put over as well. That's an ego thing, but that's also a hey, this this it's also a John Cena realizing this is how he differs from Hulk Hogan thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody misses that. Cena is the guy that goes, nope, I'm not Hulk Hogan. I might like Hulk Hogan. I might I might mirror him in a lot of ways, but the one thing I'll do is put over the person I'm supposed to. Like, yeah. sure, I've lobbied for stuff. I'm not I'm not you know uh you know a saint, but I'm not you know I'm not a demon either. Like, when it's time, and this is what should happen: Randy Orton should retire John Cena. He should retire him and beat Ric Flair's record. And that's what John Cena's gonna leave his legacy as. I'm not the guy that beat Ric Flair's record. I gave it to the person who was more deserving than me. I did it, and then more deserving as in, look, I understand where my career went, and it's not like I didn't want to do it. It's just that it's better if Randy Orton does it, because he never actually left wrestling, and he stayed there the whole time, grew up here, started with me. There's no one better to break that record than Randy fucking Orton. Mm-hmm. I, I I think John Cena knows that. I think that's what that's why Randy Orton had this quick win right here. He can win Money in the Bank, boom. Now he's at 15. He can win the Royal Rumble. Now he's at 16. Then you vacate that motherfucker. Somebody's gonna it's gonna be vac it's gonna be vacant. I'm telling you, it's gonna be vacant, and it's gonna lead to Randy Orton and John Cena, man, at mm. WrestleMania, whatever the fuck it is, 58. Thousand, I don't know, <laughs> but it's gonna it's gonna be an impact house. It's gonna be the best fucking wrestling match we ever seen ever, and Randy Orton's gonna beat him, and we're gonna be like, what the fuck? He's gonna be crazy. I, Everybody, hopefully, hope, <laughs> hopefully, I'll uh, I'll I'll be sitting. Hopefully, it'll be you and me sitting next to each other, front row for that when when it happens, and we'll just be holding up little signs that say we called it. <laughs> We knew this shit six years out. (laughs) I've been I've been calling it for years. I said, man, I was like, how many does Randy have? And then he had thirteen. Triple H goofy ass got more than he had more than him. He wasn't supposed to, but that's how I know it's gonna happen like that. They just gave him a quick one right now. You can always give him a quick one. There's another elimination, like elimination chamber, Royal Rumble, and uh and uh, Money in the Bank, those are three quick uh, title changes you can do, man. You do those three quick title changes, and you're fine. As long as you do a multi-man thing, it's fine, because it doesn't matter how he loses. But anyway, that, that WWE title picture is really important right now. Like you were saying, you go between brands. Like, it doesn't really matter who has the Universal Championship. I mean... They can put the motherfucker on Sasha Banks. That's kind of who deserves it at the moment. We're just going yep. by stature, you know. Yep. And they have been doing intergender matches, which nobody is giving them any credit for. People scream yep. this include. By the way, I'm glad I, 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 I thought about this. Um, who's the inclusive league? AEW, right? All inclusive. Everybody. Everything. You can do whatever you want. And then they have a gender reveal. You tone-deaf, idiotic, lying motherfuckers. Now, I don't give a fuck about all of that shit they say. I don't buy into that shit. 
inclusive and all this? Do you live on a planet with me? Then you're included. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna treat I, you no different than nobody else. And 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 that's what the, that's what people want. Not to be treated differently. So stop the stupid shit talking about inclusive and then you exclude them by saying gender reveal. I was like, wow. So you just don't get it at all. You reveal an agenda when you're all inclusive, which is like the only thing you're not supposed to be doing. That's the only way you can fuck it up. And then she was like, even Cody doesn't know. Well, wouldn't it be best? And uh, she was like, I'm the only one that does that knows. Wouldn't it be best if you open up an envelope and Tony Khan, when you open up the envelope, they just put in blue and and, and pink balloons. And to, when Tony Khan hears it, he presses a button and the appropriate balloons come out. You didn't even do that. It's just like I know, but I want I want to hold some over you guys because I'm important. But, but so what, fucking. Well, what's what what to, the one thing I can say on that at uh, at the risk of making myself like a first class asshole is <laughs> when when they had the tag match with Cody and Lee Johnson with Peter Avalon and whoever the hell he teamed with. I don't even remember. And yeah, yeah, and and then Lee Johnson got the win, and Lee Johnson was like, he couldn't believe it that he won, and everybody went apeshit, and Arn Anderson hugged him like three times, and Cody hugged him, and he got the interview, and like basically everything but py- he might have even gotten pyro, and I'm just like, isn't this the opposite of what you're trying to say? Like, I'm sorry, but. Lee Johnson wins on dynamite and it's a party because he won. Right. But on WWE, <laughs> Bobby Lashley chokes out six dudes a week and it's just, Oh, well that's Bobby Lashley. Well, yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't, why is it a celebration just because this guy won? I'm not saying he, do, I mean, he's good. I like Lee Johnson. I think he's got a future. It's a heck of a talented guy, but like you realize what you're saying, right? Like, I, I, I think they didn't I don't think they realized the message they were sending when that happened. And it, they it was not a good look. They were too busy jerking themselves off in a bathroom. Really? <laughs> like, literally. Too busy. Oh, look at what we're doing for Lee Johnson. It's like, man, just calm down. Do what you need to do. And just cut this shit out. Just cut the fucking shit out. Do not hold things over my head like you're better than me. Like, oh, shit, we dropped this big show bomb. I think what would have been a little bit better is if we already knew he was coming there. You know? Oh, big show's making a move. You know? But instead, everything, all things coming. This is always. It's either that or don't say anything. And just have him show up. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, why do you have to hold it over me? Like, don't say shit. When it happens, I'm like, oh, you guys are doing big things. Cool. Then instead, oh, Miro's all elite. Big Show is all elite. I'm sorry. Paul White is all elite. That fucking shitty name. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never going to get over his name. Bro, I'm going to tell you this. I couldn't stand his name in WCW. When, oh, I mean, the, not the, the, the Giant? I, I couldn't stand that. You know, I, I'm the Giant. I'm like, I get it, but come on, man. You know, that's so yeah. goddamn scary. And then he gets to WWF at the time, or WWE, who gives a mm-hmm. fuck? And then he's Paul White, and I'm like, ew! I'm like, how do you go from generic to even more generic? <laughs> like, how do you do that? 
I just I wasn't feeling him. Then his pants didn't look right and shit. He couldn't dress. And then he was part of the union. He had that ponytail. Everything about the big show was just bullshit, dude. I hated it. He's, you know, obviously nothing like that now. Like I, I love everything, mm. almost everything as besides me. Terrible. Oh yeah, no, he's he he's he's awesome now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, no, I, it's just man. I'm glad that they're doing things, mm-hmm. um, because at least we have stuff to talk about. Because WWE is <laughs> doing a lot too. So this, we covered a lot here. We covered uh, NXT, uh, uh, AEW, Raw, SmackDown, and projected way into the future. So, like, possibly mm-hmm. end your stuff. And there's a lot going on in wrestling. I will always give AEW the credit for attempting to make it seem like a lot's going on in wrestling. It's mostly what WWE's doing, but they'll do something and shake up and they'll be trending on Twitter too. And I can greatly appreciate that. The only problem is, it's fucking Big Show. It's like, oh, Jericho, Big Show, Sting. Like, you think somebody who used to watch WCW is like, oh, yeah. Or is it like, I don't watch that shit anymore. How the fuck are they still doing this? Like, they're probably appalled. Like, Big Show, fuck you. Like, you know, don't think you're going to get me back by putting a fucking uh, 90-year-old man on television because he's seven feet tall. You know, like, it's not it's not going to mm-hmm. work, you know? No, I, I, I hear you. I mean, I'm not. I mean, is it one of those things where I'm going to check it out to see how the guy does? Probably. But am I, you know, jumping yeah. for joy over the fact that they got him? No, because I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired of the narrative. Of that, uh, rooting for one brand over another is stupid, but all of the ones who are telling you that are the ones who only like AEW. I, I don't understand. Like the AEW army is like, remember, it's not about which brand, it's about the wrestling. Well, then how come you think everything WWE does sucks? Um, I'm Ooh, just wow. curious. Like, it's not like, cause WWE on a almost nightly basis has a very solid product and i'll happily stand up for that i'm sorry but i I like jeff hardy versus sheamus on uh every other week because you're going to see 11 minutes of two 20 year pros looking pretty fantastic i have no issue with that you know and 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 here's here's the dope part about it sheamus has reinvented himself and really has he's he's an amazing year he's done everything he's He's won the title it's incredible Street brawling badass. Not that it might not be over between him and Drew, but Jeff Hardy still has an ace up his sleeve, and that's if he, when he does the Willow character. I know they're gonna take it. They're gonna have to. I mean, they did Matt Hardy. I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet of Willow versus the Fiend. I saw it. I would like to see it myself. I've called that shit out. I've, I've been I've been wanting to see that since he did Willow. And I said, man, wait till Bray Wyatt. I mean, it may not have been around the same time, but like when they both existed at the same time, the second it happened, I said, we're going to see that in WWE, and that's going to be amazing. And here's the crazy part. Here's how you get to that. And Because I brought up Randy Orton being a new fiend. If the fiend changes you when he faces you, Randy Orton going up against his old nemesis, or one of his old nemesis, Jeff Hardy, changes him into Willow. Now you got Randy Orton, Willow, you got, you got Randy Orton's Fiend, Willow, and you got Bray Wyatt. Whoever beats, whoever beats Randy Orton 
or has to face Bray Wyatt again and becomes and manages to beat the Fiend, becomes the new Fiend. Think how amazing that character is. If someone wants to do the Fiend and their interpretation on it, it's just called the Fiend, but it's whatever the fuck they want him to look like. It could be that. Who knows if Jeff Hardy won't take the Fiend over and that makes him Willow. Like you got a transforming property in and of itself, and people say, "Oh, I don't like it." It's sorry about that rant. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, you know, to, to come a bit. No, I I I agree. I mean, the the concept of him changing everybody he faces, I think, is a very is a very prudent way to go about it. I also think that's why they're eventually going to have him circle back to the Miz. Because the Miz had a feud with him, but if you remember, the Miz never faced the Fiend. The Miz faced Bray Wyatt. True. The Miz and never he, got in the ring with the Fiend. Did. So I think that's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is the Miz is effectively going to call him out and be like, "I'm the only person who didn't change after I wrestled Bray Wyatt." And then Bray's going to pop up and be like, "Yeah, because it's not me you should be worried about." <laughs> To, it's to, the be fiend. Fair, to be fair, he was he was a baby face when he faced him, but he was very overly frustrated and facing Bray Wyatt. He still turned heel, but yeah, he did he did yeah. it as slowly as he did it very mildly. Like mm-hmm. we saw it coming, it was very mild. So you're mm-hmm. right in that. He definitely has a claim to fame as in, hey, come get me. I'm here for you. Morris in the flip, he'll he'll probably turn on the Miz. Better turn him face. I like having this mechanism and this character that just turns people's face or heel, regard, you know, depending yep. on how he face when he faces them. It, it, it's great because uh, he faced Cena and beat him. He faced Braun and um, you know, Braun changed. He's well, kinda. He at least you know changed a little bit. But now you got mm-hmm. um, you know, he faced Cena and beat Cena. So the Cena comeback heel? I don't know. You mentioned, you mentioned Cena coming back for Miz, you know, to, to mm-hmm. collect that little debt. But do they, by then, does the Fiend face Miz? The Miz beat him but change? And yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because you're right. The last time we've seen Cena on WWE TV was when the Fiend beat him at Mania. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting think, how that one might look. I think with John Cena, here's what you do. You have <clears throat> you have John Cena pop up on SmackDown, and you have Russ, uh, Roman Reigns run through him. Like you have him feud with him and say, "I'm the head of the table." He'd be like, "You ain't even got-. like have John Cena say something about him on social media, and have Roman Reigns say, "Come to the show and say that shit in my face," and build a feud from there. You know, and then if you're gonna have John Cena go over as the uh, the goat. With the championship, then you have him do it over Roman, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's to because Roman's got so much fucking time to do this that <laughs> it's gonna hurt Roman a lot, and he's gonna lose his shit again. Every time he loses that title, he loses his shit. That's what I want to see from him. But uh, anything, anything else in the wrestling world that's that kind of escaped us because we covered a lot. Sorry, people, yep. if we jumped around. But you know what the show you're watching. I mean, listen yep. to. <laughs> Yep. Anything else? No, man. I think I've covered pretty much every base, so uh, I'll I'll take it home for us if you want me to. Uh, Yeah, take it home. This is Sporticus, and you have been sports entertained.
Sporticus is now on Patreon. We have three tiers. and $5. You can get things like bonus episodes, chat forums, polls and voting, live stream Q&As, monthly giveaways, and fan recognition. Become a patron today.